it's nice to be right, but I think it's also the weight of responsibility that falls on my shoulders after I know I have this much power <laughs> is pretty daunting. Um, like Oppenheimer said, I have unleashed wrath unto the human species. And for that, I am sorry. Kanye said it best. No one man should have all that power. Mm. Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. Going to be talking soccer, life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. It's a summer soccer special, summer soccer short special today because we've started playing soccer again. And there's also so many major tournaments to discuss and preview like Euro 2020, Copa America, Gold Cup preview, Olympics hype. We're going to hit all of that, each of them pretty quickly we did just have a major live stream for the Euro final, which went to extra time, went to PKs. So it was like three and a half hours. That was a pretty uh, pretty serious live stream. Um, and Italy ended up winning. Italy ended up winning in PKs. Yes. Yes, Italy did. We're pretty exhausted, if you can't tell from our, um, from our tones. Three hours straight streaming, um, keeping up with a game that was pretty back and forth and energetic. Um and emotionally exhausting. Um, especially with the way it finished, especially with yeah. like the, the PKs back and forth. That was draining right at the end. It yes. was pretty nuts. Yes. Um, it feels like in a tournament that Southgate had so much pressure on him as the England coach to get it right. You know, that the tabloids were immense and providing so much pressure on him. It came down to the shootout and it just didn't feel like the shootout was done appropriately. I'll, I'll say it right off the bat. I don't think the right team was set up there. It's tough three and a half hours for it to come down to a a final shot, um, like ripping a Band-Aid off of a, of, a, of a cut on your finger. You know, it just, it stings. Definitely stings as all of us kind of were, were wanting England to take it home. And it didn't work out that way. And that happens in life. You know, it happens in life, especially tough for the Man U contingent who were brought on specifically to take PKs in Rashford and Sancho and missed both of their PKs. Pickford did all right. He did his part. He made two saves for England. It's really all you can ask from a, a keeper in a PK shootout. And they lost on that last PK, which is tough. I know England, as a, as a nation, everyone packed into Wembley, the 90,000 and the millions more all over all over England were uh, are, are pretty sad. Hopefully, they still can rally around the team that will, will probably look pretty similar at next year's World Cup. But they've got to be in their feels tonight after that Euro twenty twenty finish. Let's flash back to earlier today when we joined together. The fellas made our official predictions for the Euro final before the game, before the live stream. Let's see how we did. <laughs> So we're doing this for, we're, this is for fun. Um, we we still have to set up our live stream. We've still got to formally sit down and, and debrief the game and, and all that good stuff, but figured it'd be, it'd be fun for us to talk through who we think at, at the moment is going to win without, without any, without any hindsight, just looking, looking on, 
are the tournament th- so far, the games that England has played and that Italy has played and, and how teams like France have failed, you know, all of that really complex calculus that we use, calculus that we use to evaluate each and every game, the painstaking statistics that help shed light on what the future holds. Um, I see you're wearing an England jersey right now in the picture. Does that mean you are feeling good about England's chances? I am. Yes. I think that they will come out victorious. It'll be their hardest match of the tournament. Italy's looking really good. I actually was just watching some TIFO analysis and they were covering Italy on offense. Italy's good. <laughs> Very good. And that back the back line of England's gonna be gonna have their work cut out for them today. Eli, uh, and we're gonna go to each person, then we're gonna ask for final scores. Eli, what uh what are you feeling here? On the spot, I've thought about it but haven't thought about it. I think England finds a way. The only thing I'm comfortable with is believing it'll be low scoring because of Italy's defense and especially in a final, it'll be a grinded out type of game. I could easily see 1-1. That's not my final score prediction because we'll get to that, but I do think England will find a way even if it's an extra time or PKs. I too, I'm a little conflicted because England will now have played just like all of their games at home. And this game's at home in front of a home crowd. You're not even allowed to have international people coming to this game. It's strictly people in England. It's 90,000 screaming coming home English fans. So the home cooking is going to be there. And um, and it, it just feels like everything is set up in such a way that like this England team is, is giving, a cake, giving a cakewalk here. The thing that I'm not, I don't know though, and we'll see, is how impactful it was to have a difficult road, quote unquote, to the final versus not. I think we can all agree England had an easier road than Italy has had. And so is that, for better or worse, is England more rested and ready to go? Uh, is Italy that much battle proven and and able to take on whoever they they face in, in the world and have the confidence to to take them down? Or, um, you know, is it inverse? Is Italy just worn out? Is England uh, also you know have they not actually had that hard of a or that easy of a of a road? You know, Denmark was exhausting. So. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Italy, guys. I'm gonna go with Italy. I think the crowd's gonna be disappointed. It's a win-win. I think if Italy wins, that's exciting. If England wins, is it's exciting. Your score, Italy by what count? I'm gonna go. Give me. It does. It just feels like it's a PK shootout. It feels like a one-one PK shootout. Italy wins four four to three in the PKs. Uh, I see. What are you What are you rocking? Yeah, it's hard to see many goals going past the Italian defense and keeper who have been phenomenal. Likewise, England has good defense. Um, I say 2-1 England. Uh, I hope no PKs for, you know, Paolo Shudo and also no PK goals in general. I'm an anti-fan of the penalty kick, Mr. Max Winner. I'll go 1-0 one nil one nil England. One who, goal gets it done in this game. Who's the goal scorer? Sterling. What minute? 59th nailed it it's gonna be incredible i see people aren't gonna believe it if i'm right people are gonna think we recorded this after and and if i'm wrong we definitely recorded it after (laughs) i see what what do you got i got um kane 23rd minute chiesa 44th minute 
and then Kane with a winning goal in the 82nd minute. And if it goes to penalties, list your five takers, which ones miss and make in order. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, and then, I'm yeah, I have to go Kane and uh, Kane and, and give me a mobile A. Um, and then the game winning, it's a game winning save from Donnarumma. That's what that's what doesn't. What's the save? Really, like five seconds. Describe it. It's to his right. <laughs> okay, like full extension, top corner, bottom uh, corner. T- it's like it's like a little under his rib cage. Like he kind of catches it with his hand a little bit. Okay, it's how like a bad. It's a bad PK. How does he celebrate? Uh, hands in the air on his knees. Team doesn't run over to them. They run to the other corner. What color Gatorade? Uh, it's Propel, so it's like kind of see through. <laughs> Very British. Yeah. Propel. <laughs> Coming back to the future, post-game, Jones is the only one that was right. We thought it'd be England. We did know it would be close, so we were all on point there, but Jones did nail it to a T. So what do you have to say for yourself, huh? You know, devastated. I think, you know, it's 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 nice to be right, but I think it's also <sighs> the weight of responsibility that falls on my shoulders after I know I have this much power <laughs> is pretty daunting um like oppenheimer said i have unleashed wrath unto the human species and for that i am sorry um with the creation of the atom bomb so um i i am sorry that i have created such magnificence but such is life say la vie br betting is just hitting you up right now constantly <laughs> kanye said it best no one man should have all that power mm, mm, preach <laughs> Sure. Well, we've been playing a little bit of footy. I see you, uh, you co-ed, back up and running again. How does that feel? Co-ed's back up and running. CSC, shout out to the league. Shout out to the Mia Hammered. That's uh, the team name. <laughs> uh, very fun, fun team. Enjoy playing with them very much. We play Wednesday nights. We're 2-0, baby. Got a couple, uh, couple assists for myself last game. So we're rocking. We're feeling good. We're having fun. Everything is everything is great with that team. That's all you can ask. That's all you can ask with Coed. We just started started playing rec soccer again. Had our first game, Boot and Boots, Boot and Boots FC. Sorry, legendary club. We uh, Max and I took a hiatus for about a month and a half for just you know safety life reasons, and now it's it's good to be back. Feeling feeling a bit sore the day after, I will say, but it's a, a good kind of sore when you when you've played a game of soccer decently. Yes, and correction, it was a year and a half um as opposed to a month and a half oh i said a month and a half geez um so the beginning of our game i see we we didn't talk about this too much but the beginning of our game we uh like we just didn't have any first touch we didn't have a sense for how the speed of play worked we didn't have a ton of things but um it was very satisfying to get on the on the field and play competitively go into tackles get cut up um you know get some sore soreness back in our legs, feel alive. And we came out on top. So, you know, a three Oh dub. It's uh, it was, it was invigorating. Made me feel young again. <laughs> that was all it took. Yeah. Shout out to the squad. If any of the boots are listening and we're coming out with a, uh, an all or nothing type documentary <laughs> on YouTube, same caliber, same, same, uh, you know, production value put into it. So it's going to be, it's going to be pretty serious. So you got to keep a lookout for that. Um, and that game did get chippy. Once we went up, there was a couple of yellow cards, a couple of revenge tackles, mm-hmm. decent injuries, thankfully not to us, but 
you know, it was, it, it got, you got right back into it. It reminded me that like Saturday mornings, it's nice out. It's fun to play, but you got to be ready to go because it can get kind of physical. Yep. Which, which you want, like you want a competitive league. You want to care. It's, it's much better to be playing against teams that you need to try. I feel like often enough, if we join in for some other lesser leagues, perhaps that just, you know, half the team doesn't really care. They're just there to be there. You know, for our level and our competitiveness, that's just very far from what we kind of, uh, I guess, want. But I was going to say more deeply, like it, it just it's. There's something very satisfying about getting a good workout in, mm. but it's not even it doesn't feel like a workout because it's it's the game. You're just playing the game. Mm. Um, and it's hard to replicate that without having similar minded, same level kind of competitors out there. So it was a great, mm-hmm. great weekend. It's true. No, quick question, boys. You guys play 11s or these sevens for the games? It's 11. It's full field. Oh, what? wow. You guys are. Yeah, you guys are back at it. Let's go. I'm playing. We're playing sevens, baby. We love sevens. It's it's fun. It. I have to say, I want to know if you guys, if you guys, if you guys have played sevens uh, at any time in your adult careers, subbing and maintaining the formation is the the thing I easily find to be the hardest and the biggest uh, kind of obstacle, at least for our team. Something to look at. Yeah, does yep. it just like fall apart with new subs, or it's like people are subbing for different positions? Where where does it get confusing? Yeah, right, exactly that. So, you know, when you you know you it's Hitaki subs, right? So it's like, hey, I'm tired, get me out, and then you just have to. Usually, it's boy for boy, girl for girl, because uh, you have to have you have to have a certain number of players um, on each team on the field at the same time. So, you know, when you call someone in, if you don't tell them where you're playing, it's like. They just stand in the, you know, everyone's just in the middle. And it's like, come on, guys, we got, we got to like, you know, get, get, get a shape going. So it's fun. You know, it's, it's early season. We're two and now it's not hindering us that much. So <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it going. That's great. Yeah. Next time you're in town too, we could definitely use, uh, use more players in the boots. So if you come over for another weekend, we'll get you in the full, full sided, you know, throw you right into it, it is only 28 minute half. So it's not a 90 minute game, which helps because I think I would yep. die if it was full 90 minutes, but. <laughs> Great to be back. Great to be playing again for for all of us in our respective leagues. We we touched on Euro. Congrats to Italy. They were the best team consistently throughout. They've been a great team since that that 2018 World Cup failure where they didn't even make the World Cup, which was huge. We were talking about during the live stream Icy brought up. Um, so big for them to bounce back, win a major tournament. Let's move to Copa America, where another huge win for a country that has been deprived for a bit or has felt that way because of how good they've been historically Argentina. And you're, you're wearing the Argentinian kit Jones. It was a, uh, I watched the game last night. It was a classic South American battle. Um, the field was, it looked decent, but you could tell by the way they were moving on it and sliding and stubbing their feet and errant pieces of turf that clearly the field was crap. And, um, and everyone went in, into a tackle looking to get more flesh than ball. And uh, it was just a classic, classic game um, in, in Brazil. And uh, fortunately, um, uh, Argentina was able to come across the finish line a- ahead of Brazil. And Argentina now has won for the first time in, you know, more than two decades. Messi finally gets the 
you know, national team notch in his belt that solidifies him as an all time, all time, likely the greatest of all time right there then and there. Um, there are arguments to be said that, you know, Ronaldo also has an international, um, title, but he, um, you know, he wasn't even playing in that game. He had been injured. He came off early in that game that Portugal won. So Mm. how much was he really a factor? Similarly, Messi really didn't do a ton in this game. You know, he was on the field technically. So technically he was a part of the, the winning squad. Um, but all in all good competitive tournament. They, they were able to pull it off in a pandemic. Good for them. Um, and Messi, is he, is he, the best? is he the best of all time? Is that, is that it? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. You know, I think the Copa America is very much on equivalent scale to the Euro. You know, it's like, okay, you won the South American tournament. Ronaldo won his European tournament. It's the same if in the GOAT, in the GOAT discussion. So I don't think there's any, uh, winners or losers when you compare those two when it comes to that tournament. Um, yeah, I just want to shout out that these guys have been great for so long and the fact that they're still doing very well, crazy stuff when the other team knows you're the factor, you're the go-to guy, you know, maybe, uh, obviously they're putting a little more emphasis on you when you touch the ball. Uh, so I didn't watch a game, but perhaps that's why Messi wasn't super, you know, he was maybe getting uh, extra, extra eyes on him had people swarming him. But Di Maria, shout out to Di Maria with that saucy, saucy goal for the one zero <laughs> win. Very nice. He's another guy. He's not on the same level as Ronaldo and Messi, but he's been around forever. He's done it for a lot of major teams, major clubs in different countries. And he's another guy that wins an international tournament. It's a nice uh, nice resume builder in the, the greatness discussion. But in place of Messi making a, a big impact, Jones, you were telling me that RDP, the young Argent, not so young, but the Argentinian player showed out potentially for the first time on the international stage. Rodrigo de Paul is a name that I think... Um... I think soccer experts around the world aren't surprised to hear his name popping up more, but similar to this Euros where this is the first international tournament that's kind of been big since the pandemic hit. And so a lot of eyeballs have been glued international eyeballs to the Copa America games, as well as the Euro games. And as such younger players or players who may not have had the same amount of fame have been given a platform, not normally had. And Rodrigo de Paul is one of those a 27-year-old midfielder, center midfielder, hard, hard tackler, uh, inventive creator, distributor, who just signed from Udinese to Atletico Madrid for like a measly 35 euros, perhaps, <laughs> a mil, of course. <laughs> and um, he was spectacular. He was everywhere. He was tackling everybody. Um, he was. He played the entire game. He's, he's going to be a big name for Atletico. We'll see how how quickly he jumps into the starting lineup, but um, look, look out for Rodrigo DePaul RDP for uh, Argentina and now Atletico Madrid. And the flip side, the team that made it to the finals, but couldn't get it done in the Copa America, Brazil, a team that won the 2014 Olympics, 2016 Olympics. What was their big victory when I can picture Neymar celebrating and sliding? I think it was an Olympics versus like a world cup or a, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they just couldn't get it done here. They got shut out. It was 1-0 Argentina. And Neymar did his thing. He's still one of the best players in the world. But Brazil as a country have probably slipped from being like a top three country in the world to you know top 10 more comfortable discussion. So it'll be interesting. We're going to talk Olympics in a sec. Um, but they are in the Olympics. And 
they uh, they have a chance, an immediate chance at um, retribution. Is that the word I'm looking for? So redemption. Yep. Redemption. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Retribution would be like if Argentina like killed Neymar or something. <laughs> then it, if it was like Liam Neeson was on Brazil, then it'd be retribution. Right. <laughs> uh, but another tournament that just started before we even talk about the Olympics, which are starting in like a week and a half, Gold Cup. And we've got our, our U.S. squad, our beloved U.S. squad, who is not the same as the, the team that uh, took down Mexico in that other tournament that I'm, I'm forgetting the name of already. Nation, the uh, Nation's Cup. Nation's Cup, yeah. Nation there's League. all these different like tournaments now, and, and <laughs> who knows? There's so, many, so much soccer going on. Um, but the Gold Cup, they got a primarily MLS roster heading into the Gold Cup for the, the U.S. men's national team. And they're in a group with Canada, Haiti, and Martinique. So it's a group that they should come out of. Canada is the other best team there. Um, but another chance for the U.S. to show that they're moving in the right direction, even if it's not their absolute A squad. Absolutely. Looking for them to do well. Looks like uh, July 18th. Oh, a week from today. That's that USA versus Canada matchup. I'm just looking here. Maybe you guys can answer it before I find it. Is Alfonso Davies playing for the Canadian no, squad? No, he's not. He is just, um, he was notified, I think yesterday, maybe the day before, that he's injured and will be missing the um tournament i i always doubt when those things come through yeah i don't know he was notified uh, sorry alfonso you're injured yeah. <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot play sorry about that that's or how much of that is you know bundesliga being like alfonso you're not gonna play in this tournament For you're worth too much to Bayern. i think it's fair I, I i i would imagine i mean it's the same thing with like the u.s national team like you don't, there's nothing to win out of this gold cut. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something significant. But if there were, I imagine, I'll put it this way. If the Nations League trophy meant less than the gold cup, then you wouldn't have seen the U.S. rostering all of their European players and then none of them for the gold cup. So I imagine most teams are following suit and are saying to their premier players, look, we're going to desperately want you for World Cup qualifying, which will be becoming imminent in the interim. It's kosher if you needed to take a break because of this past crazy year. Yeah, it would be cool. And I don't know why I thought Gold Cup had some World Cup qualifying implications. You know, I think it'd be cool for, you know, the Italys, the Argentinas. Just get in. All right. They just won a huge tournament. You're into the World Cup. No need to dabble with qualifying. You just showed up on the big stage. You're in. I think I think they should start doing some of that stuff. Then you know, give give an incentive, an, another added incentive besides the hardware for these tournaments. You know, you win, you get the medal, you get the bragging rights, but also, hey, now you get to go play in the biggest tournament in the entire world. Good, good job. That's that's an interesting idea. That uh, yeah, that would change some incentives. It's like how they've tried to add more implications to the all-star game in baseball of home field advantage in the world series it's these tournaments it's these games these tournaments these things that are put on yes for the teams for players to get opportunities but most of it is for money and publicity mm-hmm. and media and, and all that stuff so that would be a nice nice spin to some of these tournaments i agree I, yeah i just think it also you know prevents these teams are so great they just you know showed up showed out one one big games in front of the world and uh Let's just not let these great players get injured for some qualifying matches. I think that's, you know, just think about the players' health. You need players uh, healthy to have a good World Cup. So 
it's a win-win all around. So we've got the favorites. U.S., obviously one of the favorites in this uh, this sort of competition. Mexico, Costa Rica, probably the other big names, teams that have had success in the international scale over the past you know five years and, and are considered favorites in this tournament. I do love that you have in the Gold Cup teams like El Salvador, Guatemala, Guadalupe, Jamaica, Suriname, teams that you would never see play otherwise and are going to be underdogs in every game they play in, but at least have a shot. Some of those players that are from there that the odd player two that's playing in a major league, that's not a more local league. Like it gives them a shot to play against some of that better competition and like get eyes on them, which is kind of cool. So I would love to see one of those teams make it far, even though it seems like Costa Rica and U S and uh, well, Mexico actually drew their first game against Trinidad and Tobago zero zero. So Interesting things coming in the Gold Cup. We'll we'll keep talking about the U.S. and and uh, following their matchups. And then lastly, more summer soccer. It's the Olympics, men's and women's soccer, footy coming in the Olympics. Let's start with the women's because there the U.S. should truly dominate. Whereas the Gold Cup, it's kind of just nervous energy. We should do well. Let's hope we can make it happen. The U.S. You feel comfortable that they're going to make it happen, and so it's more just wanting to tune into their domination. Uh, and they actually have a kind of tough group. They have Sweden, who they lost to in, I think, a World Cup recently or one of the major competitions a couple years back. And then New Zealand and Australia is the U.S.'s group. So I know we're, we're excited to, to watch some of the U.S. women's games, even though the time difference might be a bit rough. Yeah, all the way in uh, Tokyo. I'm not sure. what it, Do we know offhand what that uh, time difference could be? I'm sure it's about 10, I would say 10 hours. I'm Actually, I think, I think it's more. I think it's 14. I think it's wild. <laughs> I think I looked at the games and a lot of the U.S. women's games are at like 3 a.m. Oh, God. Which is just <laughs> impossible. Like, that's so brutal. Mm-hmm. So watching replays or highlights or, you know. Oh, yeah. It's 14 hours. Yep. So that's tough. That, that kills some of the excitement of like everyone gathering to watch games for sure. Brutal. 1 p.m. in Tokyo. 3 a.m. here. Or yeah. Is that something like that? I can't do the mental time math. <laughs> it's kind of tough. It's interesting that uh, Spain, you know, that Barcelona team was so good in taking down Chelsea and they had a lot of Spanish players, but Spain is not in it. I'm not as familiar with the, the qualifying here, but there's only 12 teams in it. Um, three groups with four teams each, like usual. And you got Can- Canada, Chile, Great Britain, and Japan in one of the groups, Brazil, China, Netherlands, and Zambia, Zambia in the other. And then the U.S.'s group that I mentioned before. So could see some new faces. I mean, Japan's been good. China's been good in the past. Brazil, obviously, you have some of the the more famous players that are playing in the NWSL these days with Marta um, and Dabinia. Thank you. So could be a good Olympics. Might be tough to catch some of the games on the women's side and the men's side because it's in Tokyo. But we'll be fun to hopefully watch the the u.s women dominate absolutely they're they're, they're bringing home that gold medal there's no doubt in my mind like i'm getting the phil phone cut if they if uh, (laughs) the usa USA doesn't doesn't take gold if they don't take gold wow that's a that's a big take i've also got a very similar uh what what should my other one be for the uh, women's gymnastics taking gold because they're going to take gold if they don't take gold i will eat three oreos on camera with you guys that's pretty intense stuff dude are you ready for that <laughs> three 
double extra stuffed Oreos. Oh, come on, we gotta gotta go big or go home. Sheesh. The Foden haircut is like, all right, that's one level, and then three Oreos on camera, double stuff. That's like you've you've screws loose. Maybe I'll get a tat. Who knows? Tat or Oreos, we'll see. You know, you get a tattoo of three Oreos and Phil Foden with blonde hair on your back. <laughs> Phil Foden eating three Oreos. <laughs> now we're on to something. <laughs> Men's side of the Olympics. We've got a lot of the teams we just saw in Euro and Copa America. France is back, and they're trying to improve upon that that sad loss to Switzerland. You've got, uh, who else? Spain, after their run in the Euros. Argentina, after winning Copa America. And Brazil and Germany as well. So we could see a, a, one of these teams that was just kind of getting warmed up, like make something happen here. You know, again, with the Olympics, it's one of these tournaments where some of the bigger names may not play. So another stage for some younger players to get some exposure. That's a great point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of these things are amateur um, or at least allow like, you know, three designated players or whatever they call it. So back when Neymar did win it with Brazil, that was special because Neymar had been brought in as their big heavy hitter, you know, Argentina and Portugal, if they were in it, they, they're not going to bring back a Ronaldo per se. Um, and especially, I think that the, the question I do have is after these Euro tournaments in Copa America is, will any of those players actually be in the roster? You know, are those guys now like, all right, you know, you've had, you've put in your work for the country, take a seat, enjoy your summer off. We're going to have the, uh, the, the youngins coming young boys. So yeah. we'll see which of these teams out of the teams I didn't mention, cause I was just calling out those heavy hitters, which of these teams do you think has the best tournament without without having looked at the detailed groups just yet, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Romania, or South Africa? Who's, who's your dark horse? Who's your absolute lock guarantee to win their group that you wouldn't expect? Is it South Africa, Romania, uh, Saudi Arabia, or Egypt? You know, as a Liverpool supporter, I've got to go with Egypt. Mo may hopefully be on that team playing in the Olympics. I got to see why he wouldn't be. Uh, if he's there, they are my team of the tournament. Dark horse of the tournament. I, I think it's a no-brainer. South Africa is bringing it home. Um, Invictus. Um, uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, uh, Betty White. Morgan Freeman. I mean, you, you name them. Did I right. say Betty White? <laughs> yeah, she was in that movie. You guys didn't see her? Was she? She was the rugby ball. She she played the rugby ball. <laughs> like the entire no one noticed that. Entire, was she? she she voiced she voiced the rugby ball. Oh, <laughs> ow. <laughs> Can't really do a Betty White accent or yeah. voice right now, but but this would be perfect for it. Um yeah. South Africa. If they bring if their fans bring Vuvuzelas, they bring that Vuvuzela energy to tokyo which is impossible because no fans are allowed right uh but if they did mm -hmm. i would agree with you that they right. have a shot no brainer shabalala if you guys remember him he was the opening goal scorer for the 2010 world cup for suit africa i think uh uh if south africa does as i imagine they will do which is dominate we'll have some fun uh dance celebrations that we'll get to mimic and um enjoy together those are some no of the doubt. best parts yeah I'm excited for, uh, in addition to soccer, I'm excited for the little little gymnastics, little swimming. Basketball should be competitive. 
It's gonna be. It's nice to have the Olympics back. It will be weird without fans, though. Yes. A uh, quick shout out to all all Fofs who just love gymnastics. Olympic time of year. Gosh, and of course I'm blanking on the Netflix name of the show, uh, but you should definitely check out a this new Netflix documentary about some of the gymnasts. Uh, I think it follows about three or four of them and their journey to making the Olympic to the Olympic trials and making the team or, or not making the team. You know how they how they do. Uh, it's very good. You quickly learn that gymnastics is incredibly hard, incredibly demanding on the body. These women gymnasts have given up everything to do this sport. It's remarkable. Um, it's definitely changed how I'm going to watch the Olympics come come showtime. I mean, this is they've given up years of their life for that medal. And so it's, it's, there's nothing like it. I try to compare it to soccer and it is so different because Messi, like you said, was a non kind of a, 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 he wasn't a big factor in that win for the championship game. He was, I guess you could say off maybe Um, you cannot be off in gymnastics. Not once. It's gotta be spot on perfect every single time. It's, it's wild. Highly recommend Get hyped for that gold medal to come back to the U.S., baby. Heck yeah. They've just been great for, for years now. I mean, Simone Biles, the, the goat of all goats, but the whole team has just been on their game. Suni Lee. Let me shout out Suni Lee. She is from St. Paul, Minnesota. She is a rock star. Hey. She got second in the Olympic trials this year after Simone Biles, of course. But not by, you know, Simone didn't beat her by too much. Suni is the best in the world at bars. She's fantastic. She's going to help bring back the gold in the Olympics. And so watch watch for her. She's going to rock it. she drop any uh, tracks on Spotify? Like who would you compare her bars to? Like Drake or like? <laughs> oh, good call. She's got that Eminem type, type flow to her bars. Uh, she's fast. She's fast with it. Uh, she would, little rap battle between her and M. It'd be nice. Nice. So you're saying you'd compare the two because Eminem's bars are often uneven. He's like, he, he works All, like the uneven bars, <laughs> kind of that scheme, basically. You, spot on, spot on. Good shout it out. Sticks to the landing every time. It's, it's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a reach, that's a reach. All right, I'm done, I'm done. No more jokes. <laughs> We're excited for the Olympics. A lot of summer soccer, playing and watching. Nice to be outside, nice to be out in the sun, and nice to, to be inside when we're watching soccer together, hanging out, talking to all of you. We'll keep it short. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week.